What's up guys? Welcome to a special episode of Thirst Talks. We are breaking down the Canadian Screen Awards. So for those of you who aren't Canadian, this is basically the Canadian version of the Emmys. And co-hosting with me today is ever so beautiful Big Brother Canada's Netta Kalantar's in the house. Thanks, Daniel. You always make me feel good. Yay. And we have our guest judge slash guest host judging all the nominations with us. Is She is the director of partnerships and industry at Buffer Festival and the co-founder and executive producer at Coyote Media. Miss Nina Pakula's in the house. Hello. Ooh. This is really exciting. Yeah. So Nina's kind of like our fact base. She's going to give us all the tea on the Canadian Screen Awards. But before we dive into the awards let's talk about like the climate of canadian television so for those of you who don't know me and netta competed in big brother canada which is i think the best canadian reality tv show we do have but canada television also does scripted drama scripted comedies and i feel like as canadians we need to be supporting it more we need to be talking about this this is why we're doing this podcast um and supporting it so tell me like what are some of your favorite canadian shows and why do you feel it's important to support canadian content well, I think first of all, you know, we, we're so influenced by the U.S. because uh, let's face it, they do have an incredible amount of really great shows. Yep. Um, however, we uh, I'm really proud to say that Canada has amazing producers, amazing directors, amazing actors. Um, and I do think that the one thing that Canada needs to work on a little bit more is being a little bit more risky with the content, taking gotcha. more risks yeah. and um, really pushing that envelope. And I think they have with, with certain TV shows, you know, like Mary Kills People mm-hmm. um, and like even Orphan Black, uh, which was, wasn't, I mean, fully Canadian, but it is a Canadian show. Um, but I think that we need to, we need to sort of start pushing that envelope. I think it would be really interesting um, to, you know, to have more fun with it, yeah. be more risque. Do we think like maybe the problem between why U.S. shows do so much better than Canadian ones is the population? Like the U.S., even though Canada is bigger, has just such a dense yes, population. Very true. So many people tuning into their shows, whereas Canada, yeah, we're larger, but we just don't have that population to reach those levels as they do. So even if we produce like. To me, Big Brother Canada is one of the best shows around in reality TV, and it doesn't get the same viewings as the States, but it's just due to our population. Yeah. So how can we like fix that, or is that just always going to be how it is? But here's the one thing. Big Brother, Canada, Big Brother sorry, uh, was started where? Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah. Okay, right? So it's a format show. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so bringing formats to different countries, I think, is a little bit easier because you've already tested it mm-hmm. in a market. Oh, true. So, so I think that the reason why people, you know, when Big Brother Canada came to Canada, when Big Brother, I should say, came to Canada, um, they already knew what to expect. Gotcha. You already had a format. You already had a competition. They knew the viewership they would get from a- that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a little bit easier than when you're, you know, uh, putting on a original comedy series or a drama series because you don't necessarily. You might not know how well it's going to do. Um, you you might don't have s- that built-in fan base already. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do have certain, you know, definitely like when Making a Murder came out mm-hmm. on Netflix a few years ago, of course, U.S. show. But the idea was, you know, okay, everybody was into like real crime um, yeah. um, documentaries. It was hot. Um, you know, so now and then when Narcos came out, a lot of other shows came out that were very, very similar. So you do have sort of these trends that uh, that, that happen and go on. But I, I don't know. I think I think... Do you think Canada participates in those trends or do we are we kind of lacking in that? 
Or maybe I feel like a beat behind sometimes. I see. I I sometimes feel like we are. It like, takes don't us get me a wrong. Second I think long. we do yeah. great content, but I think we could start pushing the envelope more. Yeah. I think there's more to that. And I think that right now in 2018, there's almost this new wave of con- like the borders don't matter as much, right? And we have all these influencers that are able to travel and show different things and show their content. Like, okay, you're not going to put me on TV. I'm starting a YouTube series. Exactly. So there's another way for Canadian talent because Canada has some of the best talented people, really does. So now they're finding their outlets to like put it out oh, there. Oh, totally. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, everybody can essentially be a broadcaster nowadays, which is a good thing and yeah. it's a bad thing sometimes. But Hashtag thirst. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Exactly, but it's just sort of like, you know, there's a lot of initiatives. Um, I think people who are really nominated, these creators who are just like, I'm going to do it on my own because this is my creative outlet. This is what I want yeah. to do and I'm not going to wait for my show, <clears throat> pardon me, to get picked up. Uh, like, I'm, I'm going to stop pitching. I'm not going to go to these festivals and pitch. Like, I'm doing this on my own. Yeah. And and in fact, um, as far as I know, Letterkenny really started from this social online trend, which yeah. was then turned into a, um, a, a TV series, yes. a comedy TV series on Crave. And it was their first original um, TV show on Crave. Yeah, and they're nominated for Best Comedy Series, so shout out to them. So, okay, let's just dive into nominations. So, I'm just going to state the elephant in the room. Schitt's Creek was not nominated for Best Comedy Series. I, my heart is broken, (laughs) to quote Moira. And, like, I don't know many Canadian shows, but, like, I know Schitt's Creek, and it's good. Like, if anything, it should be, like... I don't know. I don't know. Shit's Creek is really well done. I think yep. they, especially mm-hmm. now with the last season um, that, that um, I think it was season three that ended, they've really developed their characters. They've really developed the storyline. And I'm always excited to see what is going to happen next to yep. them. These people who have been placed in the situations, but are really becoming more human. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. The characters are actually so great and so relatable, even though, you know, they're not, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. They're becoming way more relatable. And um, I, I'm a little upset that Schitt's Creek wasn't nominated for Best Comedy. And I think that the thing about we talk about taking risks, we talk about talking about things that are more risque. Schitt's Creek does that. They talk tackle open relationships or poly- polyamorous. Am I saying that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Polyamorous relationships, gay relationships. It's really out there kind of creating trends and people in the States are now catching on to it. I see Schitt's Creek gifts everywhere. Um, and then let's talk about their, everyone's nominated, of course, right? All four of them. All four of the main actors are nominated. Uh, so Eugene Levy and Dan Levy and Annie, was it, is it Murphy? Yes. Um, and Catherine O'Hara. I, I love Catherine. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. They're yes. all hilarious. They all just jive well together. And, um, I just, I, 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 I just love the show. I love the show. It makes me laugh all the time. I could rewatch that all the time. So do you think, what do you, do you watch, you watch Letter Kenny, Mary Kills People? Like, are these shows, do you think that they're better than Shit's Creek? I don't think you can say better. I mean, it, it, like, taste is so subjective, True, right? Like, you know, it, it really depends. Um, I think that what Letterkenny has done is, you know, when Quarter Gas came out years ago, they really did something and they tapped into a unique audience. And I think Letterkenny did the same thing. Um, Mary Kills People, I think, you know, this was a show that really um, mirrored what was going on in society. Right. So here's this girl that, you know, she assists people to commit suicide and 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 that's and that's you know like there's a huge debate about that yeah, so the hot topic right it, now yeah sure. huge topic so i mean i i can't say which one is my favorite um yeah. i i think i just enjoy 
Shit's Creek because I enjoy their humor and I can, you know, relate to it. I don't know if I can relate to helping somebody Assist commit suicide. suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hit home for yeah, you? It doesn't hit home for me yet. Um, so a big topic with the Canadian Screen Awards is that they are women and females were represented you know, great across the board. And obviously we have our American counterparts with award shows and, you know, who is it? Natalie Portman that said, you know, the all male directors, like there's mm -hmm. now, you know, equal women, equal rights, especially in this industry. Um, so talk to me about that. Do you feel like there are any Canadian icons? I have one that I'm like itching to get off my chest that I can just dive into. Why don't, why don't you dive into yeah, it? Dive okay. in. Tell us. So Catherine Redman from Working Moms was talking about the aspect, obviously the show's about working moms it's called working moms and juggling life or whatever so she actually has her kid like as they're going into season two her husband works on the show so they live and work together yeah. and there's she's talking about managing this dynamic she's on the social the other day talking about how it's hard to kind of they have to shut work off when they get home and i was just like i can't imagine being an actress being an ep being a mom being a husband all in one. And it's nice to see she's nominated. The show, I think, has like a whole bunch of nominations. And that kind of is a birth child for her. It's cool to see that happening. I think it's, you know, I think there's been, yes, it's absolutely amazing. I think there's also been so many powerful women, um, you know, in the industry who have just haven't been recognized for their work yet. And I, I, yeah. I don't think, you know, when we look at, okay, you know, she is a mom, she is an EP, she is all this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of women who do that, and I think that should be celebrated. Yeah, totally. And I think this is kind of like, you know, just you know, just because you are a mom doesn't mean that you can't be a working mom. Mm -hmm. Sure. I yeah. mean, you know, do we say working dad? No, no never. Interesting. Never. Yeah, Have I you don't ever really used, hear yeah. that. No. Exactly. One of the things that I will say, I was reading an article on Tube Filter the other day, was that Suzanne Daniels, who is... Um, uh, the head of uh, YouTube Red. Okay. Uh, they do a lot of original content. Said that, you know, in 2018, they would like to, um, I think about, oh, I can't remember the percentage now. I think it was like maybe 60, 76 or 80% of uh, directors who will be, um, you know, directing for YouTube Red will be female. Amazing. And, and making that conscious choice Interesting. to, yeah. you know, actually hire female directors. Um, and I think that once we make that conscious choice, you'll see that the, the opportunities really are endless. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I want to talk about reality TV a bit. So, no, of no, course. Yeah, this is, like, kind of where, like, Our I realm is. Because I feel like Canadian reality TV has really kind of grown into this, like, monster of its own. And I mean that in all the positive it's ways. It's become, like, a cult kind of thing yeah. now. It's got a cult following. It's got its own, like, it support system. It's crazy how much it's grown from how when it was, in, yeah. like, created. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think about when I did Big Brother Canada 1, I remember day two where, like, okay, this is going to be canceled. Oh. Oh, really? We walked into the show expecting it to be canceled, and now it's nominated for Best Reality Competition Program. Congratulations, you guys. Um, I'm a fan of like all international versions. I watch Australia before it was canceled. The the gameplay, like everything is just so above and beyond. Like there's obviously a few things. Well, this coming out story, it was a gay couple that won. And, you know, one of the guys didn't feel comfortable in international destinations. The first season was restricted to Canada. Yes. So it's so cool. They're going to China. They're going to all these being about watching it. You know what I mean? Like we have to think about Big Canada's Brother Canada. Canada's still unrepre like not represented. Being about Big Brother Canada like that throughout the whole season, it probably wouldn't have had to go on hiatus no so it nowadays like with tv and stuff people do stream illegally a lot so yeah. if you're not going to show your support by watching it on amazing jasmine season was great i really enjoyed it she's actually one of my favorite
date or bachelors yeah. who have ever been on your season, Big Brother Canada first came out, I was nervous because I was like a longtime fan, like yeah. such a nerd. I think for a long time, not anymore in my mind at least, but for a long time, you just saw uh, like Canadian Idol. I wasn't the biggest fan of because I just felt like it didn't have the same production value. Think, well, it, it's that's totally on point. I think that we've kind of gotten a bad rap for yeah. to the directors, to the writers, to the actors. And I think now it's time for us to say, okay, we're not like, you know, Second we're not the little the, sister yeah. anymore. Yeah. We're like we're, they are Canadian people, but we do lose that because people see it's like you make it in the States. But now I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that. In my opinion, I think people are still going interesting. Cool. But in terms of shows, I, I think that I don't know. I just think that all of Canada. Need- I think that also, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. We're seeing a lot of people coming out being Canada does this where they do like they add a twist to it or like they add an element that's unique. What's st- if it's the producers? Oh, interesting. Like okay. network kind of thing. I think it might be the networks. I gotcha. think, you know, if you like and I'm going to take the U.S. as an example here. But, you know, there's a lot of shows that they go through. So this mafia guy who is has anxiety. Um, you know, what do we go from that? So, but I think that that's pretty much it. And I think that, you know, a lot of the producers say Netflix is a dream to work. Very naive to this, but Netflix Canada is doing like a push or something, or they're giving half a billion of dollars going to, um, to Canadian content. Amazing. Why not? Yeah. Right. Well, actually, Anne, um, so Anne was, um, Anna Green Gables, but thing is stunning. It's all it's shot in Canada. It's shot in PEI, I believe. And then Gorgeous. I think some of the stuff they did. Uh, the the E's are turned towards each other, right? Yeah, and the yeah. Thing, it's some sort of sci-fi show. Is that what it was? That was made with. Oh my gosh, I think I can't remember who. That Netflix and another Canadian company. Crave subscription, like that is to me Netflix and Crave. That's it. it. It's, yeah. It's an over-the-top platform, and it is. Uh, it was created by Bell Media a few years. ago. And it's weird. Like, okay, maybe I'm like a little. I like my things current, and I don't relate to. Honestly, um, is that deserved? Is that rightfully Anne? so? I think it's. I think it is deserved. Really? The production value is really nice. strong, and it, it's. It's just. It's a beautiful show. It's a b- really well done show. Um. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna. We're gonna be tuning into the screen. Canadian Screen Awards. And, and we'll cover it after yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. But I think that what this is for is to inspire Canadian viewers to review and support Canadian content. Talk about it on your social media. Um, if you have any questions about it, we're going to obviously be watching and reviewing it. So you can reach out on social. We're at This Is Thirst on Twitter, at This Is Thirst on Insta. And we really just want to start this wave of like, you know, we are millennials and you know what we are going to support this country and we are going to support this content and this creators and we're going to kind of lead that charge in terms of creating a social presence especially for canadian content so i mean any final thoughts ladies thank you so much no we'll actually be at the awards so we'll cover it there and we'll cover it like afterwards as well so tune back in exactly like anil said just at this is thirst with a y just tweet us any questions you have yeah um, okay, so we're gonna wrap out with our socials. I am at Anil Joshua on Twitter and Insta. Tweet me some hate. <laughs> I'm Netta at Netta underscore Calentar on Instagram and Twitter. And I am Nina Pakula. Uh, Instagram is at Pakula Matata because I oh. like to keep things simple. I love that. Uh, and my Twitter is at Nina Pakula. <laughs> awesome. So the Canadian Screen Awards will be on CBC March 11. Check them out and let us know your thoughts.